Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the show anywhere in the nation, 877-973-7425. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Subscribe to the show notes, get the podcast, all that good stuff. We got to begin with Ukraine funding. I don't want to set this up for you. Uh, this is the Speaker of the House, uh, Speaker Johnson, talking about the border situation in Ukraine. But I don't think it is a, a radical proposition to say that if we're going to have a national security supplemental package, it ought to begin with our own national security first. And, and so I'll explain to him that while we understand that, I've made my position very clear, literally since the day I was handed the gavel, that we have to take care of our border first. And now, this is Senator Murphy from Connecticut. Yeah, I, I think we should separate the two. I don't think that um, Vladimir Putin should be given a green light to invade uh, and conquer Ukraine and Europe simply because uh, for 40 years we've had a tough time coming to a conclusion on immigration policy. But listen, Bobby, we're going to work at this. I, I'm, I'm at the table. I hear what mm -hmm. Republicans have been saying. We're going to try to come to a conclusion. And I'm sitting down with Senator Langford and others in good faith this week. This is Senator Tom Cotton. Joe Biden seems to care more about other countries' borders than America's border. We care about both. We think that we can support Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan and rebuild our own military while also addressing the crisis at our southern border. I mean, just last week, we had days in which 12,000 illegal migrants crossed the border. Those are, as Ainsley said, just the ones we know about. So I just imagine the scale of that. I mean, Jay Johnson, Barack Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, said so the system is overwhelmed with just 1,000 migrants a day. Right. If you had a week of 12,000 migrants every single day, it'd be almost as big as Fort Smith, Arkansas. So we have to address the problem at the border, which is driven primarily by the Biden administration's abuses of asylum right. and parole, allowing people into the country who have no legal right to be here. If we can address asylum and parole, that's the key to passing legislation that will not only help secure our own border, but help our allies protect themselves as well. Last one, this is Chuck Schumer, the Senate leader. If Republicans keep insisting on Donald Trump's border policies, then they will be at fault when a deal for Ukraine, Israel, and humanitarian aid to Gaza all fall apart. Republicans would be giving Vladimir Putin the best gift he could ask for 
Democrats are serious about reaching reasonable bipartisan compromise to pass this package. The question is if Republicans are now willing to do the same. The Democrats barely control the United States Senate. With Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema in there, it, it's 50-50 whether or not they really do. They do not control the House of Representatives. And they do control the White House. That's it. Republicans want border security in exchange for funding Ukraine. Republicans have been very clear. They will fund Ukraine. They'll fund Israel. But they want to fund border security in the United States first. Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, says we've been unable to solve this issue for 40 years. Republicans don't want to solve the issue. They want to close the border. You have the FBI already warning Hamas and Hezbollah could be coming into the United States. More likely than not, there are terror sleeper cells in the United States. That, that's not a stretch. That's the FBI. And the Democrats want to fund Ukraine. Most of the Republicans in the Senate want to fund and support Ukraine as well, but they're not going to fund Ukraine without funding our own border security first. Democrats have the media on their side constantly, and so they never feel the need to really compromise. They say they're compromising, uh, but their compromises always involve uh, getting what they want at the expense of what Republicans want and just not as much as what they want. Show's over for him on this. Vladimir Zelensky or Volodymyr Zelensky is in Washington, D.C., trying to convince Republicans and Democrats together to fund Ukraine. Republicans will fund Ukraine. President Zelensky, I don't expect you're a, a listener, although I got an audience in, in Kiev, according to my live stream. I doubt you're one of them. But if you are or someone in Kiev is listening right now, you, you need to understand that you will get your funding from the United States Congress, but only if the Democrats are willing to compromise and give the Republicans what they want. Democrats are so used to ruling the roost in Washington, and they're so used to getting their way even when Republicans are in charge of things, they can't comprehend that not this time. The border is a serious problem. It shows up as a serious problem in the polling. Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike are all upset with the Democrats' handling of the border. That's important for you to understand. Democrats themselves are upset with the lax border security. It's showing up in the polling. Hispanic Americans who came here legally are deeply, deeply upset about the lax handling of illegal immigration. Families in this country are upset about the fentanyl running rampant as uh, drug dealers come across the border, spreading it. Have human trafficking issues. You have an overwhelmed border. The Republicans want real border security, and the Democrats have no intention of getting, giving them any. And if the Democrats refuse, Republicans will refuse to give anything to Ukraine. There are some Republicans, it's true in the House, and even some of the Senate who don't want to fund Ukraine, or even Israel for that matter, but mostly Ukraine. I, I think they're wrong and foolish uh, because of the situation with Russia. We should allow the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. But there's a problem, I'm told, by more than one Republican senator. They have come to the conclusion, some of them quite some time ago, that Joe Biden himself does not want to keep funding Ukraine. When you actually look at what Joe Biden has done in Ukraine, it's very plausible Biden doesn't actually want to deal with Ukraine. He promised them tanks. 
and very slowly delivered them. He promised them planes and dragged his feet on actually giving them planes. He promised them longer-range missiles, and many of them have never been delivered. He promised them more armaments. Many of that has never been delivered. Some has, but a lot of it hasn't. Here's the actual situation. Ukraine is not going to get all of its territory back. Crimea has been gone since 2014-2015. Say what you will, but the Russians actually do have some historic claim to Crimea. I mean, the, the whole idea of, of the Potemkin villages was Catherine the Great on her way down to Crimea. General Potemkin would build the villages, some say, to, to pretend uh, that these uh, villages were bigger than they actually were and more industrious. Some say it was to show Catherine the Great was, was possible, uh, a, a future. But either the way, the, the Russians, the, the imperial realm had Crimea, and the Russians have always viewed it as part of their territory. It is now under their control. They have a naval installation there. Crimea, Ukraine's not getting it back. There are eastern provinces, perhaps, that are more friendly to the Russians than Ukraine. They're probably going to lose those. Vladimir Zelensky, to his credit, has wanted to fight and fight and fight. He's wanted to reunite his nation, and I understand his, his position. But the Germans, the French, the British, and the Americans are all privately whispering to each other, Ukraine, you got to, like, give up some territory to the Russians. You may not want to, but you need to recognize that Crimea is now Russia's. Zelensky said no. So you withhold funding and arms for Ukraine, it puts Zelensky in a position where he's got to negotiate. Now, Joe Biden has come out and said, we're going to do everything we can to help Vladimir Zelensky. We're going to do everything we can to help Ukraine. We're going to do everything we can to help them get back all of their territory. Joe Biden has said all of these things, and the Democrats have bought into it. You go online, the number of Democrats you see who have Ukrainian flags and their lines on the, their bios on social media. They, it, it's become a, a cult issue for the Democratic Party, the full unification of Ukraine under Vladimir Zelensky. But the reality is the Russians have, well, they, they've dug their heels in in parts of, of Ukrainian territory. They're not going to be extracted. And Zelensky refuses to recognize that. So what I'm told by a number of Republican senators is that Joe Biden doesn't actually want to fund Ukraine anymore. He wants to force Zelensky to make the tough decisions Zelensky doesn't want to make. But Joe Biden also can't be seen as walking away from Ukraine, given how much he's put on the line for Ukraine. So by refusing to negotiate with the Republicans, by refusing to give Republicans border security, he can blame the Republicans for killing Ukraine funding and then tell Zelensky, well, I'm sorry. I really want this, but the Republicans blocked it, and that's our democracy, and that's the way our republic works, and and sorry, it sucks. I really tried, but uh, now you're going to have to compromise with the Russians because you're not going to get any money from us. So Biden gets to enact a policy change that he wants and then blame the Republicans for it, for forcing his hand. That's a growing number of Republican senators say that's the case, that the Democrats are so uh, absolutely refusing to change their mind on Ukraine at all or on the border at all. They refuse to negotiate at all with the GOP on the issue. They have become convinced 
that there's got to be more going on. They have become convinced that Joe Biden, some of them for a while because of how how he's dragged his feet on Ukraine, have been convinced he doesn't really want to be there, doesn't really want to engage, doesn't really want to spend the money. More of them have come to that conclusion, given just how much the Democrats refuse to give the GOP anything on the border. And the message from the GOP, from the Speaker to Mitch McConnell in the Senate, to the foreign relations committees uh, of the House and the in the Senate are, are all the Republicans are will give you Ukraine and Israel, but you got to give us the border. And the Democrats are saying no. So either the Democrats really do want to abandon Ukraine, but blame the GOP to save face publicly since they've been so dogmatic on the issue, or the Democrats are so arrogant they think they can get whatever they want without giving anything to the GOP. Either way, they're going to kill funding for Ukraine and probably help the Russians. It's ironic, isn't it? After all these months, after this year of attacking Republicans for being in the pocket of Vladimir Putin, it's the Democrats who are going to be the ones who are actually helping Putin. They won't secure our border to the, our southern border, let alone our northern border, which makes us vulnerable to attacks from embedded cells from the Russians, the Chinese, and others. So they open our doors to Russian invaders through the borders while also depriving Ukraine of the armaments to fight the Russians. It's it's the Democrats who seem to be in the pocket of the Russians here. I mean, Republicans, very upfront, we will fund Ukraine, but you must do what we want on the border. And by Democrats' refusals to close our border, they're helping Vladimir Putin. Makes you wonder who's in whose pocket. Of course, they'll blame the Republicans. They'll have the media, of course, blame the Republicans and Republican intransigence and Republicans' failure to compromise. But at the end of the day, the Republicans are very straightforward. We give you Ukraine if you give us the border. Democrats won't give Republicans what they want on the border. So Republicans won't give the Democrats what they want on Ukraine. It's the way the sausage is made in Washington. The Democrats who always talk about compromise, compromise, we need to compromise. The Republicans are saying, here's our compromise, and the Democrats have rejected it. So the Democrats will be the ones to help Vladimir Putin's ambitions in Ukraine when the GOP all along is willing to fund Ukraine. But you gotta, Mr. President of the Democrats, secure the southern border. It's remarkable the Democrats claim they want to fund Ukraine but won't do what they need to do to get it done. It does make you wonder if they're really as committed to Ukraine as they claim. They're certainly not committed to us. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I'm not actually surprised uh, Harvard University's board has decided to unanimously stand behind the president of Harvard, who herself was a diversity hire. She wasn't as qualified as others. She didn't have the academic uh, pedigree the others had, but she was a black female, and they wanted her to be the the first uh, black female president of Harvard. Now it turns out she engaged in plagiarism. Uh, and Harvard says, actually, it's just she, she failed to cite people that she was quoting in her academic research. That's plagiarism. 
she copied their words and did not give them credit. That's actually plagiarism. Harvard has repeatedly thrown students off campus, even as recently as this year, for plagiarism. But they will give a pass to their affirmative action hire president. Um, you know, the only way to get Harvard to change is to stop hiring people from Harvard. Uh, honestly, uh, all of you people bellyaching about Harvard University, until your companies stop hiring people who go to Harvard, you're not going to see any change. And you say, oh, but there's some poor person who went to Harvard who doesn't agree and he should be. No, no, no. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to say no Harvard grads are allowed at my company. And until you do that, you can whine and moan and complain all you want. You will not see a single change from Harvard. They have dug in their heels. They are have the back of their plagiarist president, who is pro-Hamas. Remember, this woman tried to scuttle um, employees of Harvard and remove them because they criticized Black Lives Matters. But you criticize Hamas, you get promoted at Harvard. You plagiarize at Harvard as the president, you get protected. You plagiarize as a student, you get thrown off campus and, and expelled. You people who are upset the most with Harvard are the ones who keep hiring from Harvard. You blackball every student who gets out of Harvard this year and beyond. You will force change. But if you're not willing to do that, and let's be honest, you're not, you're going to get more of the same. Bill Ackman is on TV complaining that the, the woker the school, the worse the anti-Semitism. Yes, Bill, you're absolutely right. But you're going to keep hiring from these universities, aren't you? And so they have no incentive to change. You could deprive them of money, but you've already given them billion-dollar endowments. They have no financial incentive to change. The only way to change them is to force them uh, to change by telling them you will not hire their students. Hire from the ACC and the SEC and avoid the Ivy League, and you'll make change immediately tomorrow. But none of you who are upset about it, I don't think, have the will to actually do that. So good luck. We'll see. I, I Again, I, I, I think that the people who are complaining the most and the loudest, they got real complaints, but they're not going to change. Now, I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile. They are a great cell phone company that give you great service. And all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can move your existing phone number to them. And you're probably using the same cell towers they're already using. But when you move to them, you guarantee great service. And as their profits grow, they're giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. Now, that's great because Patriot Mobile uh, they support the Second Amendment cause. They support the pro-life cause. They support parents, conservative parents, running for school board positions around the country against woke school board members, uh, breaking up the entrenched woke monopoly in local school boards. They fund it, and they've had a 100% success record getting these parents elected, but they need your help. As you move your business to Patriot Mobile, their profits grow, and as their profits grow, their giving grows. It's a great way to compound your giving to the conservative causes you care about. You just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Or call them, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You get great discounts. As their profits grow, their giving grows. You can even take your existing phone number to them. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me today. The phone number is 877-973-7425. About this time every year, I reach out to my buddy Josh Youssef and ask him to come on and talk about the nonprofit he runs. If you listen on the live stream, you hear me do a, a promo for him every day. It's it's one of the great nonprofits that I stand behind at this time of year. It's just so appropriate to talk about them called Help the Persecuted. Josh joins me by phone. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, so, Josh, tell people about Help the Persecuted. Yeah, well, we seek to rescue, restore, and rebuild the lives of persecuted Christians who, who have experienced um, great uh, obstacles for their, you know, as a result of their faith in Jesus. Majority of our cases are converts, those who've left Islam and, and oftentimes face the greatest persecution from family members, from the government, uh, from terrorist groups. Uh, but oftentimes the, that persecution is really from their family members uh, where they seek to, to try to get them to come back. Um, and so we come in and we support them. We, we have safe housing. We have enduring livelihood, which is a, a loan that we give to help them start a business and help them with their, their business plan and, and grow their business and to employ other uh, converts as well. So that's, that's kind of what we do. Now, I know that uh, you've got a team that's been in Lebanon recently, and, and uh, you know, that that's a country I was talking the other day, had a caller call in who was from Iran and, and how it just, how wonderful those people are and how great the country is. And Lebanon's another one that, that Beirut used to be called the Paris of the Middle East before the war and the Civil War, and it was a, a modern, cosmopolitan, uh, multi-ethnic, pluralistic society, and then the Iranians went in there and, and found, started forging Hezbollah. And a lot of my friends that I grew up with from Lebanon were Christians who had to flee. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's a place that used to be so just modern and cosmopolitan. And um, now it's, it's, it, it's sad to see what's happened in that country. It, you're exactly right. Hezbollah has done uh, immense damage to, to that country. And a lot of people don't know, Eric, but you know, the World Bank says that this is one of the worst top five crises in the last hundred years. Uh, it, is, it is like Zimbabwe-style uh, deflation and, and devaluing of currency uh, and unemployment. And so, in fact, right before I called you, one of my team members was at the border with Israel and he had gone to go do a story on some people that we were helping get out of the crossfire. And at that moment, there were, there were bombs going off as he was there. He got into his car. The car had tinted glass, and so they couldn't see him. But when he pulled up, Hezbollah was pulling into his, where he was doing his story. And uh, our driver began to tell them that there, you know, there was nobody in the car that they needed to worry about. And uh, they sped off, but he. This is this is the daily reality that that Lebanese, uh, particularly Lebanese Christians, uh, face is this active Hezbollah threat, 
and um, and it, it doesn't appear as if it's it, it's getting better at this point. No, it doesn't. And it, it, now, talk about the, uh, we we obviously it's the Middle East, but I mean, really across North Africa and the Middle East now, from Morocco all the way to, to Pakistan, Afghanistan, um, you guys really do help across that region. Yeah, we're we're doing an active uh, winter, what we call winter relief, across uh, about six countries. So we're doing uh, Morocco, Algeria, Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, even Iran and Pakistan. And so what we do is, you know, a lot of times Christmas is a great time. You know, we do a lot of outreach um, through the distribution of propane gas and what we call our ERKs, emergency relief kits, which are food parcels. And it's Christmas is a great time for us to, to reach out to the non-Christian population. Non-Christians are oftentimes, you know, it, it's okay for them to come to church around Christmas time. There's, I always say that because of the sort of secularization of Christmas with Santa Claus and all of this, it, it, it kind of helps mute some of the, uh, the, the challenges that, that Christians often face in sharing the gospel. And so people can come in to the church around Christmas time, and we are working through our different partners to, to do a, a gospel presentation uh, in these different countries, in these different churches. And there's around 18,000 people that we uh, believe we're going to be able to, to reach uh, this Christmas through our winter relief uh, program. Wow. Now, I know last year or year before now, it's, it's been around around Easter time. You guys had a an actual descendant of the Prophet Muhammad who converted. You had to get him out of the country as they were looking for him. Can, can you talk, maybe not specifically about that case, but some people, I don't know that people really appreciate that in a lot of regions of the world, if you convert from Islam to Christianity, suddenly there's a death sentence on you and, and you've got to get out uh, or you're going to be killed. You know, I like that story because uh, I don't know if I if I've shared this with you since you uh, have aired it. But that that young man and his cousin, when we flew them out of their community, and I, I guess I could say Iraq because it's a broader uh, it's a broad country. It was Iraq, and they went to a different country. They've now gone back into Iraq, and one of the young men has led his mother to the Lord, and the father has is no longer wanting to kill him and the brothers have even softened. Wow. And so <laughs> it's just amazing to hear that, uh, that it's not just that they, that they run and hide, but many of these go back. They they want to, they want to be with their family. They want to share the gospel with their family. And that, that's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, but it, you guys have a network of uh, and donations if, if people donate. And by the way, I, I'm, I'm talking to Josh Youssef with Help the Persecuted, if you're just tuning in. If you want to help them, if you text the word DONATE to 33777, I'll send you back a link. Uh, you guys have a refuge center, and you have safe houses throughout the area there that, that you work with um, as a means to rescue these people. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, you know, in this, uh, you have sort of Israel and Lebanon now uh, volleying missiles back and forth between sort of Hezbollah in, in southern Lebanon and, and Israel in the north. And so there's a lot of people that are stuck in between that crossfire. And so our team, which is more in the north and the east of Lebanon, created a, a refuge center in the last uh, couple of months since October. And uh, we've had families come up 
and come through our refuge center. Uh, some of them are staying. Uh, some of them are just transiting through to before the so they can get to other family members uh, in in the greater Lebanese uh, area. So that place has become a haven, uh, a home for a lot of people who have who have fled um, who have fled that. So, but that's I mean that's that refuge center is very similar to what we do in terms of our safe housing. We do we have 18 safe houses across the Middle East, North Africa, and Central Asia that do that on a regular basis. Wow. Uh, now, the number of people you guys have helped this year, I mean, what, 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 what broadly speaking, though, uh, even beyond this year, talk about the, the numbers that you guys encounter over there. Well, we, we calculated at the end of our fiscal year last year that we helped uh, around 81,000 people. And that's, that's across, that's from Morocco all the way to Pakistan. But Lebanon has been the biggest movement for us and, and project. Uh, where we we have a farm and we've just doubled the size of that farm uh, in 2024 we'll average about 60 truckloads of fruit and veg a month going to the most vulnerable communities starting with uh, minority Christian population particularly converts and then and then go up from there but that's I mean you know when I launched help the persecuted you helped me launch it in, in 2019 and vice president Pence spoke at one of my events and I couldn't believe we were going to target helping 10,000 and to be at this place in, in time in 2023 and say that we've helped 81,000. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I, it really is. I mean, I, I say this and, and I mean it in all sincerity that it's such a good cause. I know there are a lot of groups that do help in the Middle East and abroad, but to have a group that is really focused on helping those who really are persecuted, whether it was y'all's efforts to get people out of Afghanistan or um, get people out of harm's way in, in Iraq. And it just it, there's you've got a passion and heart for it. And I'm just I'm delighted to partner with you guys and make sure that um, we we can help these people, a lot of them really struggling. Uh, now, I, I, I know Charlie sent me a note and said I needed to mention something about a, a matching challenge for those who want to uh, donate to help the persecuted. What's that about? Yeah, actually, uh, some of your listeners have, have stepped up and wanted to do a match this month. So it's a $300,000 match. They will match uh, dollar for dollar what comes in uh, this month before December 31st uh, for Help the Persecuted so we can finish our, our calendar year strong. So I'm grateful for your audience, and I'm grateful for you, Eric. You know, I, everywhere I go, people say, I heard you on Eric Erickson. They say, I don't always agree with him, but I respect him, and um, and I just you know I just it's I, it's an honor to know you, and I love that you uh, support me in this, and uh, your audience is just is so loyal. So well, thank look, you. I, I appreciate that, and and they really are just incredibly generous people listening. Uh, even as the audience grows around the nation. The generosity generosity hasn't gone down, and, and it really is a good cause. And, folks, just for y'all's perspective, I, I mean, I get asked to help with a lot of organizations, and I've had to over time say no, but I, I, I can't turn down uh, helping these people in the Middle East where, where I grew up, knowing the pressures and strains that people come through, knowing that the, the remarkable conversion stories of so many people who have dreams of Jesus and convert, and suddenly they find themselves being persecuted by former friends and 
to know there's a group out there that helps them rebuild their lives, extricates them from situations as needed. Um, dollar for dollar, you, your your money's going to a great cause. You can text the word donate to 33777, and I'll send you back the link to help the persecuted so you can donate. Now, Josh, um, I, I know you're, you're sitting down, you're planning for next year. I mean, well, how do you see the organization growing in the coming year? You know, we, we are, um, we, we've had our eyes on sending somebody back to Afghanistan really since 2021. And we've, we've run into a lot of hurdles, but we, we think we have a way in, uh, in 2024. And so that's a big uh, target for us, uh, Afghanistan. And then we're adding uh, someone in Pakistan. We're adding two new people in Yemen this year, or 2024. And, you know, that's another country <laughs> where the Lord has done amazing things in in bringing people out of Islam. And um, and, and our team have done, a, or, you know, we, they've been kind of partners at this point, but they're going to join our team full time next year. So those are those are some places that we that are on our radar and uh, Lord willing, we'll, we'll be we'll be in those countries in 2024. Good for you guys. Well, look, keep up the good work. I hope we can I hope we can help you guys out. It's such a worthy cause. And my best to your brother and your dad. You know, I saw your dad's commercial um, during the GOP debate on, on News Nation. I was glad to see him on TV. Yeah, he's certainly been active in, in, in doing that. Um, he's done a great work. Yeah, he has. Listen, it's always good to talk to you. At some point, we have to get together in person, too. Yeah, let's do it. I'll text you. We'll, we'll get something on the calendar. All right. Sounds good. Thanks very much. Josh Youssef uh, with Help the Persecuted. So Josh's dad, if you watched the debate on News Nation, uh, you, you saw an ad from by Michael Youssef. Um, it was a, um, a, a explanation of the gospel on television. That was Michael Youssef. He is the um, senior pastor of Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, Georgia, and went to school with both Josh and Jonathan, his sons, uh, Reformed Theological, and so Josh does help the persecuted. You know, the, so they've got a, a Seeds of Hope farm that have helped 24,710 people. Um, 115 of them come into faith. They provided employment for persecuted believers in the Middle East. Uh, they grow uh, vegetables uh, that they can sell to help fund the ministry. So it's not just donations-based. The donations help them get off the ground, and they are able to to sell uh, produce and put that money back into the program to help others. It's such a good cause. If you're interested in helping help the persecuted, text the word DONATE to 33777. I'll send you back a link for that, and also for Clark's Christmas Kids, if you can still help there. And thank you. Thank, seriously, from me, thank you for your generosity. Uh, matching up to $300,000 from my listeners. Some of my listeners decided they would match other listeners if y'all will contribute up to $300,000. Great cause. Now, I got to move on, but before I do, I need to tell you about another good company, a program, Americans for Prosperity around the country, helping people fight for conservative causes. One of the big issues that Americans for Prosperity around the country is helping is school choice. In states around the country, Republicans are trying to advance school choice. You know, in Texas, they were unable to get it through the state house, even though they got it through the state Senate. And Americans for Prosperity is willing to target Republicans who opposed 
school choice and, and make educate the voters in their neighborhoods and in their districts that these guys claim to be for free markets and free people, but they oppose school choice, which is a great free market reform to improve education. They're fighting around the country for school choice. They want your help. They want you on their team. They'll make you a strong advocate. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. That's americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You sign up with Americans for Prosperity. They turn you into a highly effective conservative activist for free markets and free people, for school choice, uh, for the end of the certificate of needs programs that drive up health care costs. So many great reforms from the free market, from conservatism that they advance. They do not go wobbly, and I appreciate that. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up with them today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are in the nation, buying a building, building a building, they want to help you if they can. Uh, reach out to them, FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Uh, they do deals, $250,000 or more, if that's what you're looking for, for buying a building, buying a franchise, stuff like that. FirstLibertyGA.com. Well, Jack Smith has advanced a petition to the U.S. Supreme Court. This is actually kind of fascinating. The Supreme Court has decided they will consider it. Uh, they didn't reject it outright. They may still reject it. But essentially, he's trying to speed this thing up. He he wants to get his corruption trial against uh, former President Trump off the ground as quickly as possible. And there are some unresolved appellate issues over prosecuting an incumbent president uh, for things that he claims weren't related to the presidency. And he wants the Supreme Court to go on and rule instead of having to go through an appellate process that then goes to the Supreme Court eventually. He's just trying to short circuit it. Now, the president for this is Nixon. Uh, in the 1970s, as the prosecutors were looking at Richard Nixon, the Supreme Court allowed a bypass of the process directly to the Supreme Court for a final review instead of winding its way very slowly through the federal court system. That's Jack Smith's precedent. The Supreme Court apparently bit on that. I don't know whether they will go with him or not. I, I have no idea whether or not they will. But he's trying in his um, own way he, his argument is that uh, the courts would do a disservice to the public if they forestalled prosecution until after the November election that this should be resolved. The, the dirty little side note there is, of course, the polling looks like Donald Trump could beat Joe Biden. Therefore, he could get into the White House and scrap the entire investigation as the incumbent president. And the result is, uh, of course, Jack Smith has every reason to try to expedite it as quickly as possible to avoid Donald Trump possibly getting elected and killing the investigation. Uh, we'll see how the Supreme Court ultimately decides to treat something like that. When we come back, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. And my buddy Michael Barone is going to join me. You all know Michael Barone. Man, I love that guy. He is a genius. We're going to talk about politics, but also the Chinese They've begun hacking our infrastructure. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.